Hashtag SAFM Lifetime. And I guess, um, you know, it's entirely up to you what you use the hashtag for, whether um, to create awareness uh, for an ill, a social ill that's uh, currently happening, or just uh, bring attention um, to um, something that we might not um, be paying attention to, or perhaps just starting up a movement of uh, a consciousness, uh, as we've seen with um, Winnie Mandela. Uh, Winnie Mandela has not died, hashtag uh, she has multiplied, and the list goes on and on. And Ubomin uh, pens a very interesting piece saying, um, but you know, some of these hashtags have they saved lives? Have they yielded any results? Um, are there any different ways of, of uh, perhaps um, beginning these movements? And got me thinking, uh, Bomi. Uh, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much uh, for taking our call. Good afternoon, and hello to your listeners. A very interesting piece. Uh, I, I know that um, you touch uh, briefly on your personal experience with your colleague, uh, but what inspired um, you, uh, you know, reflecting on whether hashtags do save lives or not? Okay, so uh, before I go on, my, my surname is Njoloza. No, not Njoloza. I'm woman Njoloza. Njoloza. Um, but yeah, so where the conversation begins for me is I used to critique uh, this hashtag activism where you sit on your couches or you lie on your bed and tweet away without doing any real uh, difference or, or doing something that makes any real change in society. So um, the conversation began there for me. I used to critique social media activism until um, until my own life was, was impacted by social media activism, by the conversations that start online mm-hmm. that give us a language for some of the challenges that we face in our everyday lives. And so that's where the shift for me began. And how do you then respond to your very own question that you're posing? Right. So um, a lot of us don't have a real language for our lived experiences. A lot of us don't have a a real language for some of the crimes that are committed against our personhoods, against our bodies. Mm -hmm. And what social media does, specifically the hashtag generation, is that it categorizes conversation. It categorizes some of the the struggles that we don't really have a language for. We're able to be part of online communities that um, that have created safer spaces for us to engage about our experiences. That certainly was the case for me in my own experience. Uh, What social media had done for me is there were things that I was sitting uncomfortably with, uh, not having a, a language of speaking about them, not having a language of even understanding them for myself. Mm. What social media did is that it gave, gave me the words, the language, to say, hey, this is what a, what my lived experience is, and there's a whole community of women who are trying to heal from similar experiences. And and in your um, opinion, uh, having reflected on, on this, um, whether hashtags do save lives or not, and uh, also reflecting on how it has heightened your activism, uh, do you believe that uh, it's it's a useful um, tool, a useful form of, of raising our voices? For sure. So any any kind of space that allows us I guess, permission to have conversation is a useful tool. And I think for me, also as a writer and a poet, I've always, you know, tried to find mediums for for engagement, for telling stories and for carrying stories, both stories of my own experiences and the experiences of others, but also spaces to hang stories up 
sort of like monuments for other people to look at and try to use, maybe rope their own experiences um, to navigate their own lives. So any kind of space that allows for free expression is definitely a useful tool, particularly in a nation like ours, where we're, we're constantly trying to figure out how to navigate our realities mm. in this new um, world we're trying to imagine for ourselves. And, and as we try to just uh, navigate our reality in, in some of the social ills, how do we ensure that we create an environment that is all-inclusive? I mean, you know, partly to what you, you penned, I am connecting to a message of uh, the hashtag men are trash. When you're having a conversation with your brother, um, with your son, how do you... Uh, put the, the message across without necessarily um, feeling like you're offending uh, the, the person that uh, you're trying to address? Mm. You know, interestingly, Griselda, I experienced this a lot in, 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 my, in my own life, and this is one of the reasons that drove me to writing this article, that when you try to speak about... Um, because when you found a language for your experiences, mm. the people around you still don't know that's how to it. engage it. That's, that's, that's it. another thing. So yeah. when you're bringing when you're bringing conversations up about how how somebody else is showing up or not showing up is is essentially you know stepping on your toes or or, or, or being you know even directly abusive. Mm. That person hasn't really found that language for themselves to understand for themselves outside of them knowing that this is what they are doing to you. You know, so it's it's not easy to try and bring. Um, I, I usually uh, how I usually try and explain is it's not easy to try and bring your own um, convictions and your own enlightenment to your immediate space because the people there are, are socialized the way that you were, and they are not enlightened at the same time and in the same ways as you are. So part of what social media allows for and what it has done for me as well is it is it is it has done. It, it creates room for every kind of person that there is. So you are able to use the language which you have found to understand your own oppressions to help others find their own. Because sometimes the things that drive people to their actions are their own oppressions as well, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but also it, it's a lot of delivered work, a lot of leaning towards discomfort, a lot of... Uh, because I think also another uh, expectation is that oh, no, it will be easy, we'll just sit around the table and chat. It doesn't really happen that way. And the work of unlearning is a lot harder yeah. than the work of learning. This is true about anything, yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly so about self-work, about the, the delicate bits of our principles, about the intangible stuff. Um, it is incredibly difficult. But I think the importance of finding a language is not just finding a language um, for yourself, it's also finding a language for healing for the people around you as well. Because when you begin to use your story as as a point of reference, or you begin using your story as a monument for other people to look uh, to point at, mm. what you're doing as well is that you're creating almost a generational tool for navigating these conversations. Yeah, and and I guess the conversations uh, need to continue in an environment that's enabling for people to just um, speak their mind. Uh, but how do we then bridge uh, the gap between just speaking your mind, speaking your truth, and, and offending others? I think uh, learning, the main thing is people need to educate themselves. There's a, a very, very thin line between ignorance and actual arrogance, and a lot of people who who are um, who are ignorant tend to be quite arrogant because the thing of not knowing uh, 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 the thing of not knowing uh, is what 
how am I going to phrase it? Um, knowledge is power, and I don't mm. I don't mean this in the in the abstract um, abstract you know context. Even self awareness is a great deal of power. Truth. Knowing why you react a certain way mm. to certain things, knowing your triggers, knowing why uh, you are prone to certain behavior, and you know you can only do that by deliberate. Uh, self-awareness and knowledge. So people need to educate themselves before they go out there and try to engage. Because if you don't, if you haven't educated yourself even about your own reactions to the things in the world around you, you're not able to contribute meaningfully because you haven't actually dealt with the starting point, which is always, um, always the inner man. All right, uh, we take your calls. Um, uh, you can just uh, engage in this conversation. Do join us on 0891-104-207 and also welcome your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Uh, we are at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Lifetime Live is uh, the hashtag. And you can SMS us on 40938, charged at 150. Taking your calls as uh, we answer this question, do hashtags... Uh, save lives. What is your take uh, on this? Uh, would like, uh, would love to hear from you. And uh, speaking to Bomi Njoloza, uh, who is, um, who wrote a, a conscious, uh, she titled it uh, Black Conscious Opinion. And indeed, um, what an opinionated piece. And, and you know, as we have this conversation, have you had um, perhaps experiences with uh, some of your male friends uh, who are saying, what do you mean by, um, um, uh, you know, uh, some of these assertions? where you find it an uncomfortable living for yourself to say this is why um, some of these movements are important. Bomi? Hi. Oh, sorry, sorry, can I, can I get the question again? Sure, I was asking that um, whether you have experienced um, any challenges with uh, some of your male friends uh, where in, uh, as you try and elaborate why some of these, um, uh, you know, these hashtags are so direct um, and, and they take offense. Yes, yes, I've experienced quite a lot of it. And I mentioned a bit of it in the article about how uh, shortly after uh, after the men trash hashtag blew over, people were holding up, were expecting to hold up a trash radar and basically show them where they are on the trash radar, which was something <laughs> I found quite interesting because men are immune. A lot of men are immune to our struggles. I can imagine know, because if you, as, have a, um, if you have a tabang as your friend, tabang would be like, but how? Bomi, you know me. You know me. Um, yes. Where do yes. I fit that's, in within this trash bin? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what was happening to me. And also, interestingly for me, was that some of the, 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 the crimes against my own body as Momika and Jaloza were actually committed by people in my immediate space. You know, mm. people who felt that they weren't trash. You know, mm. and I remember chatting to a colleague about um, about uh, one of these encounters I write about in the article, and yeah, he was saying that he isn't he isn't um, he he believes that not all men are trash. Mm. And then a couple of minutes later, he mentions that um, he he would never want to be a woman because he wouldn't want uh, the things that men do to women done to him. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? So the experience is wow. altogether different for. For men, how they see it, they think they think these things are non-issues. Mm. So because they're non-issues, there's no way that they themselves are trash. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and also, we're we're socialized in a in a in a in a society that 
um, that teaches men that they're inferior, that they're superior to to women, and men grow up with this idea that women's bodies uh, are, are, were created for their for their pleasure. You know what I mean? So they don't feel that they're taking anything from you yeah. that they don't already that, that that they're not already entitled to. Yeah, because I mean? that's why so uh, that's how we socialize. So it's going to take a while uh, for some mm-hmm. to unlearn um, that association. Uh, let's take Brian in Pretoria taking your calls. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Brian, and welcome. Hi, Krisada. Hi. Yes. Uh, also, on the, I just wanted to say I think this hashtag, uh I think they really do work. And uh, I wish wa- someone can come up with one, which is uh, towards the banks. I truly feel that the banks, they are undermining the poor people and mostly the black people when it comes to financing. Why I'm saying this, they can finance someone. Mm-hmm. After financing someone, the moment you default, in most cases, they don't really communicate well with people. They o- the only time you start seeing a serious communication is when they are now repossessing something. And when they repossess something, they don't they are not they are nowhere to be found whenever you want to discuss or to negotiate with them. So if you, you were to start and you never get anyone on those contacts. If you were to start that hashtag Brian, what would it be? I, I, I'm not really sure because like now I I I've i called for Nikola and he has been trying to get out of the bench to bring them to the station to defend themselves. And he even confirmed that I'm not the first caller, and there are so many people, mostly black people, who can't speak for themselves. I can I can even tell you my story, what happened to me. Well, unfortunately, time is not on our side. We have to take a news break. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that, uh, you know, as uh, you have shared that story with uh, Bongi Gwala, it will get somewhere. Thank you, Brian. And I guess, you know, most of these hashtags, um, uh, Bomigas, would start from some frustration of sort, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's usually a, a, an outburst almost. Mm. So uh, where there's been uh, a great deal of silence and it breaks out in, in this kind of, of form. But also um, we have a very interesting history of silence in that community mm. as well. The, the, behind the silence. And I think um, this is what necessitates these kinds of conversations because silence does not serve us. It does not it does more harm than it does any kind of healing. And I think it's the kind of time that it is now, we need to be speaking a lot more. We need to be trying to find um uh, a language even for the questions that we have before we were able to get to any possibility of solutions. Yeah, yeah. And and are we asking the right questions is also, um, you know, another, for me, uh, another opportunity for more dialogue. Um, because should we be asking, do they save lives or... Um, what else can we ask within just trying to figure out uh, these conversations in order for us to find solutions? Here's the news headlines with Utsile Sago. Call Chris Salda now, 891 
It is SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook, and you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And uh, we also welcome your SMSs at 40938. SMSs charged at 150, taking your calls on 0891-104-207. And uh, WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And uh, joining me on the line um, is uh, Bomigazi Njoloza, uh, joining us, uh, uh, reflecting on where the hashtags save lives. We have a, a hashtag. Uh, we have a WhatsApp voice note. Okay. Um, this is Nikita Murray from the Eastern Cape. Um, I've been listening to the conversation with regard to the hashtags and the young lady speaking about black consciousness, and I've been really impressed. Um, I found out that she's actually a writer and a poet, and it's very interesting because um, as a young man of 24 years old, I've also been through the same path and she spoke about things that actually related to me with regard to knowing yourself and actually engaging in conversation that can actually push the country forward. But it all begins with knowing yourself before you can engage so you can draw the line between ignorance and arrogance. And once again, a humble request that uh, when you do dial um, the WhatsApp voice note, make sure that you are away from the radio um, because uh, the entire conversation will be reflective. Uh, now, Bomi, how do we then uh, multiply Obomi um, that we have more conscious young people who are aware of, of uh, what is at stake currently, what the current um, uh, realities Ah, um, that we don't naively, like you said, you know, that there's a very thin line between arrogance and ignorance and uh, ignorance becomes uh, very dangerous uh, when it's not fed with uh, information. Um, you know, it's, it's quite a tricky uh, question, but I'll talk about what has worked for me and what I've been doing in my own, um, in my own space. Um, one of the most important things to understand when we when we get to these kinds of conversations is that um, we are not in the battlefield. We're not fighting each other. Mm. We're fight. We're, we're the enemy is not us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think one of the difficult things that become um, you know a hindrance when we're trying to find solutions is assuming that uh, the other the, the next person is the enemy, and so you get defensive instead of using those collaborative those, those energies collaboratively and trying to find solutions together. So the first thing for me was understanding that the, the person next to me is not, the, not enemy. the enemy. Is as affected uh, as I am. Maybe differently but we have a we have a common enemy. And so um that that allows you to open up your heart uh to try and, 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 and learn a kind of patience with people that uh, that enables them to reach their own enlightenment, their own um, their own transformations, you know. So this this is something as small as um, you know creating safe spaces. You know, are you the person that a person is able to to call up when you know when a similar challenge happens? Are you a person? Mm. Are you a safe space? You know, mm. are you? And this is not. And safe spaces also are something that uh, become a big conversation. It's not really about having the right answers or the right solutions at the time. It's about being, a, you know, something that a person, for the moment that they need it, can call home. You know, are you are you on the thing that embraces? Um, are you um, are you gentle and kind? And I, I feel like we're always looking for some big novel solution that will be 
greater than, uh, I don't know, like a, a hurricane almost. But yeah. it begins in those small, everyday, mundane things. How do we show up in the lives of the people we care about? Are we creating safe spaces for people to, to, to come to as refuge? Um, and this is not even about, you know, structural starting NGOs, uh, that sort of thing. You know, how are you, how are you engaging the world? Are you being uh, something of difference for somebody? Mm. Um, it doesn't have to be somebody that is suicidal or somebody that has gone through the most. Yeah. Just on a daily basis, what kind of environment are you creating around yourself? And then it begins from there. Are, are people able to have these conversations with you? Are people able to use your own, um, uh, what you bring to the table to find a language for their own, for their own challenges? And then when we, when we begin to, um, to, to sort of, you know, peel off our layers in that way in our immediate, immediate and intimate spaces, then we'll be, we are able to, to move forward and build as a collective. You know, statistically, Kinsalda, a lot of these crimes against women, women's bodies are, cre- are, are committed by the people in their immediate space. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, this is really about trying to reimagine our immediate, immediate spaces. You don't want to wake up in the morning feeling like your dad or your uncle or your, or your brother or your lover mm. uh, could be, um, you know, the person who ushers you out of this world. You know what I mean? So and even, I guess, even, even, and I guess, as as we drive the message, we also need to find a way of um, taking with us those who are recognizing it as an ill and and wanting to change, especially perpetrators of violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. And I think um, another thing about um, specifically my own story is that um, so we come from this culture of silence mm. and. Some of some of um, some of the spaces that are supposed to nurture us, uh, you know, condone the silence, you know, because they don't want to be ashamed or disgraced, and and that sort of thing. And then we have these ideas of what good and outstanding men are, and if the person who commits a crime against your body is good and outstanding mm-hmm. man, then you are taught the silence. And part of what what this means, the thing of of being uh, of creating safe spaces is. Uh, trying to dismantle the violence of, the, of that silence, actually. You may not be able to dismantle the, the entire structure, but become something that somebody can, can, can bring their voice to, sometimes even becoming the voice. You know, um, I remember reflecting on um, the church, for instance, um, and, and how, you know, there are a lot of things that happen in and around the church that are covered up scripture and quotations and all the good stuff that we imagine church should be, uh, and that when it isn't, we usually uh, we usually isolate the victim rather than create a safe space for the victim and, sure. and, and others like the victim. You know, so it really begins about doing what you're able to do in your own immediate space because that also feeds to your own uh, to your own process of of healing and of becoming, and it better enables you to show up into the world mm. uh, with the right tools. Uh, to help build society in general, but to, to help build, um, I guess, a, a whole new language for navigating these kinds of rea- realities. All right, so let's have uh, another uh, WhatsApp voice note and then we can conclude. Afternoon, Caselda. Uh, this issue around um, hashtags is a good thing to have for people to voice your opinion about uh, the one that went around men is stress, I think, for men. It is whether you fall in that category or not. I won't even put myself close to that third pin. Thank you, Tushar. Bye. 
There you go. I guess it's in. Uh, if the shoe fits, uh, then go right ahead and wear it. Uh, where do we find this piece uh, for those who would like to engage further, Bumi? All right. So it is published on consciousness.co.za. It's an online art and history magazine. Absolutely fabulous. One of my favorite things online. Um, so it, it's titled to hashtag save lives. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for taking our call. And I guess we continue asking this question. And uh, I mean, looking at uh, how many people have been brought to book from the hashtags, I guess we can safely say it's getting us somewhere. Oh, for sure. And I mean, there are people who began talking about, you know, their own shifts, men Mm. especially, who now began finding a language for their own oppressions, as well as, you know, some of how they, they treated women, you know. There are men who, who talk to me about how, you know, Bomi, before this perspective, I didn't know that what I was doing was abusive. Or before yeah. reading this, I didn't know that what I was doing was sexual harassment and this and this and that. Or sometimes some men would say that I didn't know that what was being done to me was, yeah. was yeah. you know, sexual harassment. So a lot more men have also come into the conversation as well as, you know, trying to come to the table in terms of finding solutions, calling their men out, you know, their their friends out, uh, I guess the corrective work that comes with knowing, you know. So it's it's, it's really, it, it's, social media has really allowed us room to move uh, a kind of distance as far as um, these hashtags are concerned. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Very interesting piece indeed. As we conclude, are you out of that closet? Oh, man. <laughs> 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 Get out. <laughs> we need that talent. You know, not... We need that talent. Oh. She says, I am a closet photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Now you told the whole world. So like, I have no, no more closet for you. Support. No more they closet defend. for you. I'm taking the there you go. Bomigazi, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Thank you so much, Mr. Awesome. And uh, that's where we end this conversation. Do hashtags uh, save lives. And I guess a message to all of you, um, you know, as we begin this activism, and we did indicate that every music for us is one that ignites something within you. As we move forward um, to words of wisdom, where we're talking about being different, um, can be hard, but very necessary. But always know that uh, we love you just the way you are. There's Billy Joel.